Our Bible is open. Our heart is open. And you know, I think not only is our heart open, I have this sense that lots of people's hearts are open. Maybe people who have not been open uh, to Jesus or to the gospel, I believe their hearts are opening too. We're ready to enter, I believe, a season of harvest. But also, we're talking about our mouth is open. But we need to take heed of the words that come out of our mouth. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men shall speak or men may speak, they will give an account for it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. The message says words can be your salvation and words can also be your damnation. Oh my goodness. My words can be my salvation or, or my words can be my damnation and, and even words that I speak to others could, could be their salvation or their damnation. My goodness, how powerful are words and how accountable are we for the words we speak? You know, with words, you can build your marriage and bless your spouse. With words, you can affirm a daughter or confirm a son. With words, you can encourage and inspire and embolden the people that are near and dear to you, the people in your life and the people in your world. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6, let your speech always be with grace. Grace. Seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. May your speech always, always be with grace. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10, we read that the words of a wise man's mouth are gracious. A wise man opens his mouth with gracious words, but the lips of a fool shall swallow him up. In other words, his own lips will destroy him. He will self-destruct with his words. The wise man, with his words, he's, his mouth is gracious, but a fool speaks words that will devour him and usually everything that is near and dear to him as well. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10, he who would love life and see good days. Whoa, I think that's everybody I know. I think everybody I know would love life and see good days. You mean there's a, there's a formula for that? You, you mean there's, a, an ex, there's like a, a plan in place for someone who would love life and see good days? I'm in. I'm in, I'm all about loving life and seeing good days. So what, what, what do I have to do? Well, how do I sign up? Where, where do I join? 
He who would love life and see good days must refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking lies. It's amazing that the quality of your life depends on the caliber of your words. Why why don't you say that with me right now? The quality of my life depends on the caliber of my words. Maybe we just say that one more time, just so we're listening to ourselves say this. The quality of my life depends on the caliber of my words. So we're looking now at 10 of the most powerful words or 10 of the most powerful things that we can say. The quality of my life, uh, you know, uh, depends on the caliber of my words. Well, here are 10 great words that will increase the quality of your life, help you to love life and see good days. And so we've started, of course, with I believe. You know, this week I went back and looked at the old Apostles' Creed. It's one of the great I believes uh, that the church uh, is, you know, really uh, connected with and, and to. And, and this I believe of the Apostles' Creed, I actually wrote it down this week and just went back and looked at it again. It's a great declaration of what I believe. And it's only a moment. Let me just read to you this, this Apostles' Creed. And this is what Christians across the world would believe together. I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again and ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Man, that's a great creed. And that's what I believe, I believe. And then we've talked about I care. And of course, this is where your Christianity becomes real. It certainly becomes real to others and to the world and to those around you. Not when you just say, I believe, but when you say, I care, and you show your care uh, with your uh, focus on others and not just yourself. And then I forgive. I forgive is how I live my life and never yield control of my life to anybody else. Because the moment I allow bitterness to come into my life through unforgiveness, I've surrendered the control of my life to someone else. And I will not do that. I forgive. I need. And of course, this is where I seek to walk humbly before God and man and confessing uh, my need. I'm not self-sufficient and I'm not a self-made man. And then last week, we talked about I submit And of course, this is where Christ is formed in my life. This is the process that turns me into a man like me, more into a man like him. And of course, a God like him, the King of Kings. And we learn that in I Submit, it's a a coming under, it's a surrender. And we learn that in I Submit, we don't just live as men and women who are in authority, but we live as men and women who are under authority. That centurion came to Jesus and he said, just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. You don't have to come to my house. And he said, because, and he understood this. He said, because like you, he said, I'm a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to this one, come, and he comes. And all you need to do is speak the word. And so if the centurion is in authority, 
then when he says go or come, it's the centurion who's speaking. But if he's under authority, when he says go and come, it's Caesar that's speaking. It's all of Rome that's speaking. It's the entire Roman Empire who had conquered the world. That's what it means to be under. And he recognized this in Jesus because he recognized that Jesus was a man under authority. And when Jesus spoke, it was God that was speaking. I submit. Now today, I want to talk about this amazing, powerful words that we can say. And that is, I will. I will. You know, God created you and me in his image and in his likeness. And God gave you what he has. God gave you your own free will. You have the power to will. You have willpower, and it's given to you by God. You have the power to decide, to determine, to decree, or to declare. You have the power because you have a will. God gave you what he himself has, and that is your will. And I will, honestly, is one of the most powerful things that you can ever say. It determines, it determines your life. Our whole life is the result of the I wills that are in our, our life. One day, Joshua leading the children of Israel after Moses had died and he's leading them now out of Egypt those 40 years and into the promised land, into the land that flowed with milk and honey. And we read this, this powerful, powerful moment where Joshua speaks to the children of Israel. Chapter 24, verse 14, he says this, So honor the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you are unwilling, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Choose, because you can. Today, our whole life is determined by the choices we make. We have freedom of choice. We do not have freedom of consequence. Yeah. All choices bring a consequence. You have freedom when it comes to the choice, but you do not have the freedom of the consequences of your choice. But I can tell you right now, your whole life that you are living is the result, is the consequences of the choices. Look, Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, there's a choice. If you are willing and obedient, there's the choice. You shall eat the good of the land. There's the consequence. There's the consequence. Eating the good of the land. There's a consequence. Loving life and seeing good days after we make a choice. Joshua said, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. In the New Testament one day, a rich 
young ruler comes to Jesus. He wanted to talk to Jesus. He wanted to inquire of Jesus. Good master, what, what good thing must I do to have eternal life? So he, he recognized that Jesus would know the answer to that or be the answer to that. And Jesus says to this rich young ruler, he says, all right, sell what you have. Give it to the poor. And you'll have treasure laid up in heaven and come, follow me. But the Bible says he went away sad. He made a choice, but he went away sad. But right after that, right after that rich young ruler walks away, Jesus meets a rich short ruler. And his name was Zacchaeus. We don't know the name of the rich young ruler because he just stepped out into, we don't know. But we do know the name of the rich short ruler, Zacchaeus. We read in Luke chapter 19, verse 3, Zacchaeus sought to see who Jesus was. So both of these wanted uh, an encounter with Jesus to see Jesus, but he could not because of the crowd for he was of short stature. He was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him as he was going to pass by. So both of these rich rulers wanted to see Jesus. And Zacchaeus is up in the sycamore tree and Jesus literally walks right under the sycamore tree, stops, looks up and says, let's do lunch. And Zacchaeus, we read in verse 6 of Luke 19, quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and great joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will. I will give half my wealth to the poor. Jesus, I will. If I have cheated any man, I will restore four times what I took. And Jesus looked at him and Jesus said, Salvation has come to this house today. Both rulers had a choice. One went away sad. One went away glad. One went away dejected. One went away delighted. Both had an opportunity. Both had an offer of salvation. Both used the power of their will. We read in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17, and the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him who is a thirst come. And whosoever will, whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. I will, I will. Now look, in all honesty, 
It is much easier to say what I feel than what I will. But when you say I will, you move off that hazy, shaky, flaky ground of I feel. Feelings, man, they come and go. They're up and down. They're on and off. They're here today and gone tomorrow. Feelings are fickle and flimsy and they're fly-by-night. My feelings are unpredictable and unreliable. And this was one of the greatest discoveries I ever made as a young Christian. You know, when I gave my life to Jesus, when, he, when I asked Jesus to come into my heart as a boy, I felt him. I felt Jesus. I felt his love. I felt him near me. I, I, I would fall asleep at night with tears in my eyes, loving him and, and, and basking in his love for me. Night after night, my pajamas would, would be wet with the tears that would come from my eyes because I felt him. And then I didn't. Oh no, what happened? What's wrong? Where did he go? What have I done? Oh no, please Jesus, please come into my heart. Oh no, I'm lost. Instead of singing once I was lost, but now I'm found, I started singing once I was found, but now I'm lost. And I lived my Christian life loving him and then leaving, feeling like he was, he was loving me and leaving me. He was loving me and leaving me. And I, and I, and I lived on this em emotional yo-yo. You know, it's like he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. Oh my goodness. But then I discovered I will over I feel. What a revelation how it transformed my life. I will believe God's word. I will believe his promises. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I believe his word. Know that no, anyone that comes to him, he would in no wise cast aside or cast away. No, I begin to discover that I will lay hold of the truth of his word and not just the emotion and the feelings. I'm going to tell you, I will delivered me from the tyranny of I feel. I feel matters, don't get me wrong. I think how we feel is important, but on a scale of one to 10, it's about four. Why would we make I feel the number one most important thing in our life when it is so fickle? I feel makes a good passenger, but a terrible pilot. You know, many years ago, I had the honor and privilege of leading a Marine Major, Marine Corps, he was an aviator, fighter pilot in Vietnam. He flew over 100 combat missions. His wife was in our church. He wanted to have nothing to do with God. But I had the privilege of leading him to the Lord. And I remember after he became a Christian, a solid Christian, even went on later to ministry. But I remember him telling a story I will never forget. Actually, his story was written up in a Christian magazine but he said many years ago, he was flying out over Hawaii with his squadron. 
and their fighter jets, and they were on their way to San Francisco, and they were taking on fuel in the air. He was the last jet to take on fuel, but he kept looking through his canopy to his squadron up above him there, and he just kept his eyes on him, kept his eyes on him. They fueled him up and set him loose, and he took off. And he just, because he, he, but he couldn't quite make it. They were there in the cloud, but he felt like they were right there. And, and he just kept looking and, and he just, I know they're here. I, 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 I just feel they're just, if I could just keep going. So he, would add, he added a little more power, but eventually he looked down at his instruments and saw that he was upside down and descending into the ocean. But he felt like, he felt like he was going the right way. I'm telling you, I feel is a good passenger, but a terrible pilot. You know, David, the rock star of the Old Testament, David understood the power of his will. I love the I wills of David. I love it. When you go to Psalm chapter 9, he rattles off four brilliant, glorious amazing I wills, four in a row. In, in Psalm chapter nine, verse one and two, he said, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will do that. He said, I will tell of your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you whether I feel comes along or not. I will sing praise to your name, O most high. Man, we need to let I will do the driving and let I feel come along for the ride. I will praise you. I will sing. I will be glad. I will rejoice. Don't let I feel behind the wheel. Some of your lives right now are all over the road because you have I feel instead of I will. At the wheel. David said in Psalm 18 and verse 1, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. I will. I and if you want your love to last, then you're gonna have to move it from I feel to I will. I will love you. I will love her. I will love the church. I will, I will. David said in Psalm 23 and verse 6, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He said at another point, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the, in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. David, David stood up and knew the power of his will. The power of his will. David doesn't talk about here, I feel. He says, I will. I will. And in Psalm 4 and verse 8, David said, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. I will lay down in peace and I will sleep because you alone, Lord, make me to dwell safely. I will not lay there in anxiety. I will not lay there in turmoil. I will not lay there in fear because of all the things that need fixed. No, I, I will because you make me dwell in safety. So I'm going to lay my head down and I'm going to sleep because I'm safe in you. I will. In Psalm 26 and verse 11, David said, I will walk in my integrity. Now there's a, a will, a choice that will always bring a consequence. 
When I walk in my integrity, there's a consequence for a man or a woman who lives with their integrity. And if I walk outside of that integrity, there's a consequence there too. Because the Bible says every secret thing, everything done in secret will at one time be shouted from the housetops. I will walk in my integrity. He said in Psalm 139 in verse 1, I will guard my ways. Now watch this, because how perfect is this for our theme? I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth. <laughs> if you read on there, he talks about using a muzzle. <sighs> Man, I'm telling you, do it yourself because somebody, you don't want somebody else having to do it for you, right? I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth. And then in Psalm 45, in verse 17, he says, I'll make, I will, I will. This is what my life is about. I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. Two more. Psalm 85 and verse 8. I love this. I will hear what the Lord will speak. I will hear what the Lord will speak. You know what? He will speak peace to his people and to his saints. I will hear what the Lord will speak. Not what the media and the social media and this oddball and this nitwit and this dipstick and this other person and this carrying on and going on and everyone who lives in the atmosphere. No, I will hear what the Lord will speak. I will, I will hear his word. For you know what? He will speak peace to his people. And I'll hear it. I'll hear the Lord speaking peace while everyone else is speaking woe. Doom, disaster, no. And in Psalm 101 and verse 2, I will behave wisely and in a perfect way. You have a will. And that's why you're accountable to God. I'm accountable to God because I have a will. And I will is one of the most powerful things you can ever say. Add it to your list. I believe. I care. I forgive. I need. I submit. I will. Put it right there. Put it in that glorious package that would cause you to love life and see good days. Let me pray for you. My Father, thank you for our church family, each one so loved, so cherished, and Lord, so missed. I pray this word today would be so life-giving. I pray that some people would jerk their feelings right out of the driver's seat and put I will right back there, Lord, for safe going. I pray that many, Lord, today could hear this word and bring that stability back to their life, not the up and down, not living on an emotional yo-yo, but Father, finding that place of peace. As we decree, I will, I will love the Lord. I will, I will believe, I will serve, I will, I will. Father, let the power, I will love, I will be faithful to my marriage, I will, I will honor the Lord with my substance, I will, I will. And Lord, I could just go through scripture after scripture of living my life, not by how I feel, but by what I will. Let life, let life come from this word right now, I pray in Jesus' name.